for the fish cast, and we're gonna get into the get into the main event right now. Let's talk about this game Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Another tremendous championship week. Not a lot of competitive games, except for the uh, first game for the Big Twelve game, which I'm gonna ask you both about in a bit. But let's start out with you know. Main event, the game everybody wanted to see. Could Georgia finally get over their Alabama problem? The answer is no. Last year, they lost to Alabama 41 to 24. This year, they lose to Alabama 41 to 24. Bryce Young all but won the Heisman yesterday, threw for over 400 yards. Uh, I think, I don't know if this is the case. I, I think Kirby Smart. I don't think he is as completely stubborn as we want to believe. If he doesn't realize after yesterday that you just can't game manage your way past Alabama, he's never going to realize it. So maybe he's thinking, I got JT Daniels in the holster. I'll use him second time around. I don't want to give that away. Knowing that even with the loss, they're going to make the playoff, I think. But you cannot run Stetson, senior accountant Stetson Bennett before back out there and expect a different result. It's not going to happen. Nick Saban realizes he's not losing to a five-foot-eight quarterback that can't move. And Stetson did not play bad most of yesterday. Like he threw for 350 yards, but he just can't get the points on the board. He can't make the throws when he needs to. They decided they were just going to stack against the running game. They were going to just completely force Stetson to beat him, and he couldn't do it. So now, Fish, go after, take it over. I know you want to, you want to jump on this guy like never before. Well, first off, you saw in the first, they had a drive where they were on their one yard line and basically drove it down the field. So you knew they had the offensive line to pretty much dictate the game. The problem was. Alabama figured out this guy can't pass the football and he can't pass it across the middle of the field where you have to exploit Alabama and, and force them. If you're going to beat Alabama, you got to put their big guys in space and take advantage of their lack of mobility on the back end. They're as big as they are and as physical as they are, they're not super athletic in that back end. Like a lot of teams, they rely on size. They rely on guys being bigger and just playing inside of a freaking phone booth. Georgia was able to do some things early with, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook. He basically was wide open the whole game, but this kid can't find him. He's, he's so small and he's terrible. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear how great a, he knows the offense. I'm so tired of hearing if I learned the offense and I'm sure I could learn these offenses, just like these quarterbacks. Do you want to put me out there that it's just the biggest bullshit that I've ever heard. I'm tired of hearing this. When you have a Justin Fields who goes to Ohio State and wins and, and plays for a national title, and he's better than the guy that you had. And now JT Daniels, we've seen what he could do at USC. We've seen what he could do at Georgia when he was out there. He needs to be the guy. If not, they're going to be, they're going to lose to Michigan. I'm telling you that right now. They will lose to Michigan if they play Michigan uh, in the first round. They will lose to him if Stetson Bennett goes out there and they roll him out there. And you know what? That'd be tragic that this team, who has probably more talent than anybody in the country this year, goes home in round one because of stubbornness of playing the better quarterback. You know, and it's just it's ridiculous. This guy, this kid can't make plays. The first play of the game should have been a pick six 
that should have told you all you needed to know. He can't make the plays where it matters across the middle of the field. He can't stretch the ball down the field. I, I don't see what he brings other than he's a game manager. And in this day and age, you don't need game managers. You need guys. The best quarterback's going to win in this thing. That's why Alabama won yesterday. They had the better quarterback. And what's crazy is, too, we, we'll discuss this later. Why did Kirby wait so long to put pressure on this kid? You saw later in the game when they got pressure on the Alabama quarterback, he wasn't the same kid that they allowed him to be for three quarters. So it'll be interesting to see. There's some things that they can do. One, put JT Daniels in there. Two, play the defense they played in the fourth quarter to have a shot. If they don't do that, they will be sitting at home after week one as Michigan will be playing Alabama in the national title game. Now, Coach, Coach, yep. I want to ask you this. You're a defensive coach, linebackers coach, special teams guy, one of my favorite coaches, an aggressive personality in general. You Thank see you. a team like Georgia full of pit bulls, full of Rottweilers, and they bring out a doggone Yorkshire Terrier at quarterback, <laughs> As a defensive-minded guy, are you thinking, man, they're going to bail us out this week because I'm going to go after this guy with everybody I know? Corey, here's something I've learned a long, long time ago. It's not how, because everybody knows how to do something. They can get a book. They can open it up. They can go watch a team practice and take notes. Oh, this is how you do it. It's the why and the when to do it. And if you watch Alabama, they played a too high safety most of the game. When they, the timing was perfect, when they went to a robber coverage, one of the safeties rocked down, the other one back to the middle. Battle, who's a Florida guy, by the way, picked them off and took it to the house. They waited all game to run that robber coverage. When the timing was right, they ran it. So it's not the how to do it, because all these guys know how to do stuff. Everybody knows how. It's the why and the when to do it. And that's what separates Nick Saban and the rest of them. And I knew it was going to get Kirby in the butt. I just knew it. The other thing that I was fearful of Georgia, why I picked Alabama a long, long time ago, and I didn't sway one bit, because I was afraid of the, of the pass rush of Georgia, and I was afraid of Georgia's secondary. Other than that, Georgia could stop the run. They got beasts all over the field. They're great. Blah, 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 blah. But on defense, they had a blitz to put pressure on the quarterback. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited too late. It was over. By the time they put pressure on that quarterback, he picked them apart, sliced them every which way. It was over. Okay? And I knew that's the only thing O'Brien had in his back pocket was I could put a passing game together to beat Georgia because their pass rush with four guys, great stop and run but not great putting pressure on the quarterback. And Alabama's O-line can do just enough to give them time to throw the ball and expose the secondary who hadn't been exposed all year. That was my picking of Alabama, why I was so sure of that. Now, moving into the college playoffs without Mechie, that hurts. That hurts them big time because now they can concentrate on other things. Now, what, ha what happened is the cat's out of the bag now. Notre Dame, people know how to... Notre, uh, excuse me, Alabama knows how to beat people. The cat's out of the bag. So now people have a chance. That's why I picked Georgia to beat them in the finals if they get there, because Georgia knows now knows how to defend Alabama. And going into that game, they didn't know how to do it. We could do it with a four-man rush. They don't know how to do it. Now they know how to do it. So that's why if Georgia beats Alabama in the finals, I predict Georgia to beat them. That's just how yeah. it goes, how the rest of this four shakes down today. I think that's what will happen. But you that's think the, it's would... the how. It's the how, Corey. Everybody knows the how. Everybody gets money on the how. The guys that get played the big bucks are the why and one guys. That's why. 
Now, so so you think that if they can get this rematch, that Georgia should be able to able to learn enough from this in game the finals. In, in the, the finals, finals. if they play enough. the semifinals, it's too quick. Too quick. I think okay. in the finals, if they meet each other, and and let's say Georgia plays Alabama, Georgia plays Michigan. I don't know, Michigan could beat Georgia, but I don't think so. I, I, I think, think Michigan Georgia will win too. Because you know? I think Michigan can ugly up that game. If, if, yeah. if Georgia's going to play senior accountant Stetson Bennett the fourth, I think Michigan ugly up that game. They can get that pick six late. As, they can get that little 17 to 10 victory. Listen, as good as Georgia's defense has been, and I, I've watched a ton of college football this year, I really believe Michigan and Penn State have two of the best defenses I've seen. Like Michigan's very – like. The breakdowns you saw yesterday from Georgia in their secondary, you haven't seen that all year from Michigan. I, maybe nobody, Exactly. But nobody exposed Georgia's secondary all yeah. year. The game I'm is just, over the second quarter. But, but you can see, like, even when they run bubble screens or any type of screens, Michigan guys get underneath the receivers. They tackle guys behind the line. They're very uh, – the guy that's at Michigan, the defensive coordinator, Corey, he will be a hot name next year as a head coach. The guy's unreal. He came from Jim Harbaugh's uh, brother, John Harbaugh. At, he runs a defense like a pro coach. You could just Correct. tell the, the way they play Personal. on the back, the way they play yep. on the back end. The guys all know where they're at. They're, they're, they talk about communication on defense, how important 100%. it is. Michigan is very, very sound. Like, I haven't seen a team that sound other than maybe a Nick Saban defense. They're very, very good. Corey. I'm telling you, Michigan's got a great defense. And what they have is they have the pass rushers up front. Correct. They have the one guy, um, you know, Hutchinson. He's, 55 and 97. Yeah. Both those dudes. And, and what's crazy back. is uh, they're deep up front. So they come rolling guys and their secondary all tackle well. Every guy, right when you saw a guy yesterday from Iowa catch it, you saw a Michigan guy, two or three guys, literally. It looked like old school Florida State of Miami where guys would – you'd see three, four guys around the ball. They don't give you a chance. Um, they suffocate you on defense, and they're very, very sound, and they're they're good at – they don't have a weakness on that defense. I'm not saying Alabama can't exploit them or Georgia can't exploit them because everybody can win a battle. I'm saying for 60 minutes, Michigan is a very sound defense. Demo could tell you the same thing. They don't. They are very. You better sound. be good in the back end, man. You they better are, know what you They are the very end. good on or, the back or that end. The guys will carve you up. I haven't seen. Like I said, they are the best defense I've seen from front to back this year. And like I told you too, Penn State was like that. Penn State has those NFL corners. They got guys. I don't know how many guys in Georgia's secondary is going to play in the NFL. Like I, you I'm better not be scared to coach the back end either. You better have a lot of confidence in who you are as a coach. But, but you coach could, the back but end you so could, it rubs off on the players. But you period. could see it like the Michigan defense plays like dogs. They get after it, and that's the one thing. They don't do anything flashy on offense. They got very good. They're very good on the their O line and D line is very good. If Stetson Bennett rolls out and he comes out of a game against Michigan and he has two turnovers and you're down now fourteen nothing seven or eight minutes in, and you're trying to catch up with him, you could lose that game. I'm not saying Georgia's not the better team, but they're, they're, they are making that battle with the Michigan more even by throwing that kid out there. I'm just here's, telling. The thing. here's the one thing Michigan will have going for them. They just played C.J. Stroud, and they played an explosive quarterback yes, they that can run an explosive offense. So yep. they understand what they could be fit. At least, you know, I, don't, I, I can put Ohio State's skill up with Georgia's skills. Ohio State's skill is 
elite. Dude, Ohio and State's were, wide receivers are way better. Trust yeah. me. It ain't so, the same ball game. And, and they got but a much better trigger man throwing them the ball. So Michigan's yeah. seen, they're going to have seen at least what they get. They got a taste of what that elite skill looks like. They already yeah. know that. Now, next question I'm going to ask you. Corey, just you, be happy. Cincinnati just got in and yeah, we're going to talk about all that. Yeah. Um, you got yeah, it. Yeah. You're happy. Wait yeah, a second. The, they'll be out. They'll be out gonna, as quickly as they can. We're going to talk about all that. Next question. Let's get through this real fast. Next question. Defensive guy again, defensive coach. We all watched the end of the Big 12 championship. Great defensive play or greatest defensive play you've seen to save a game? No, that, that, that defensive back made an unbelievable play, and that guy from Oklahoma State going into the end zone, he was short just like he was about a, what was six inches short. It's an unbelievable play, and it was clock was running out. They weren't going to stop the clock. It was fourth yeah. down. He hit the outside. I thought the kid should have put his foot in the ground and went I, vertical, but he tried to beat him. Yeah, I, I agree. Dima, I agree. I thought the guy, if he cuts inside, that, I deep, he put his foot in the that DB's momentum is all Correct. going one way. There's too no fast. way. He's, he was going too fast. He would have scored. He, he tried to beat him to the corner, didn't do it. He underestimated he, the guy. Yep. If he is, he puts his foot in the ground, it's a touchdown. It's no I mean, I mean, the thing is, dude, I mean, and you know, you like I said, you coach one. Do we do we really underestimate how hard of a play he's inside the tight end when he makes the recovery and peel off? And Correct. that's just amazing hustle to force Great hustle. to force the, the running back to think he's got to continue to show. He's got no help out there other than the sidelines. So Not. for him to stretch it out over half the width of the field to get him to force him to make a late decision, I mean, yeah. I mean, that he, has, he had less, he had less than a one percent chance of making that play, and he made. Like I said, Demo's right. I watched it. And I'm like, man, if the if the if the running back stops, put his foot, and puts his, his foot in the ground, he would have fell into the end zone. He had all the leverage. He had all the balance. He gave the DB a chance to recover. To recover. And he, he kept stretching it further and further out. Like, he didn't need to get to the cone. He could have yeah. come in closer and still made it in. He he basically lost his momentum, that running back, by doing what he did. Yeah. Listen, he underestimated the, the DB. Yeah. That's what he underestimated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just – I think uh, I think it was a great – I mean, yeah, I, I think the running back, he underestimated him. I think he felt like he could have just stretched it out. He just keeps stretching, stretching it. Man, listen, he might listen. have even – he might have even went to his cut to the sideline a little too soon because Listen, he might have panicked a little bit when he realized he wasn't going to completely get that edge like he wanted to. But, but Corey, I think it was just, you know what, Corey, at the end of the day, it was a great play. Yes, absolutely. They, 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 they did not lose a game because of that play, Oklahoma no, State. You know, but that was a, that was a fun, they, you know, people say defense is boring. That, was, oh, that game was nothing, there was nothing boring about that game. Those two teams were lighting each other up and it was a really fun strategic battle defensively in the sense that both defenses were aggressive they were making plays they were called you know the offenses did things at times but you know you end up watching like what taylor was doing up front and it's just like man dave aranda built himself a nice little squad this short period of time well, like I told Fisher earlier, here, here's where people don't understand what happened. They had the best football player at outside linebacker at Baylor, and they convinced the kid to go from running back to outside linebacker back to running back, and it changed the whole complexion of what Baylor did. And I give credit to Dave Aranda for allowing that to happen. Yeah. Listen, he's, he, those are two great coaches. I, you know what? You talk about all, all the other guys. 
we've talked about it. Gundy is a phenomenal coach. To get to 11 wins at that program, he's going to have 12 with the bowl game. What he's done at Oklahoma State, listen, he, he is not dealing with the same deck of talent that an Oklahoma or even, I, I mean, he's dealing with like third tier kids in Texas and coaching the heck out of them. And he does a great job year in and year out. You look at his record, what he's done, his ceiling. He's, a, he's, we talk about programs having ceilings. He breaks through that ceiling almost every year at that program. All right, guys, you want to, uh, you want to get to these rankings now? You want to take a break and do one more second? How do you want to do this? Let's run through them real quick. I got about five, right. I got about five minutes, man. All you right. Guys got you, got, you, got, you got to coach some baseball. That's right. Football. I got some football, man. That's the football he's got to coach today. All right. Uh, one, two, three, four as it goes. Alabama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. So the so Cotton Bowl will be Cincinnati uh, against Bama. Orange Bowl will be Michigan and Georgia. Let's start with the Cotton Bowl first. Basically, what does Luke Fickle do to stop the and get to Bryce Young. You got to think they're thinking right now our only chance is to blitz, 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 figure out a way to put pressure on them. Well, I agree. But the nice thing is Alabama's game plan is going to be different against Cincinnati than it was against Georgia. Trust me. They're going to still but throw still the ball. They still can't run the ball. No, they're going know? to run the ball against Cincinnati. With they're going who? To run they the got ball. no running backs. Uh, okay. Well, that running backs, they're going to be, four is <laughs> going to be healthy. They're all going to be healthy. That old line from Alabama is going to move the old, and that's when people are going to start to really realize what's the difference between a power five school and a group of five school. That's what they're going to realize. And that's going to take place in, in, in the Cotton Bowl. Georgia, Alabama will win that game. Their game plan will be a little different offensively versus Cincinnati, but they will come out win the yeah, game. I, and everybody will finally say, yeah. oh, Cincinnati. Blah, 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 blah. That's why they don't belong in there. But go ahead. But, Dima, listen, we, nobody said that Cincinnati can compete with Alabama. We just said they can compete with some of the teams in the top ten. Nobody, top uh, ten, yeah, I agree. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't belong yeah, in the but top you know what? my opinion. But the other teams lost. The other right. teams lost. Cincinnati, listen, you know as well as I do. Undefeated, congratulations. It's, it's, hard, to go undefeated. it's hard to go undefeated. All right. Hard to go undefeated. And you, can't, you know what? You can't go and put a two-loss Baylor team in there right now or Oklahoma State. They deserve no. to be there. You know what? If they expect right, right. the I agree with you, Fish, but you're not going to see the game that you want to see. Like the, that Alabama-Georgia game, that was the national championship game as far as I'm concerned. I, I texted during the, during the game. That's you know what? everybody's eyes were on it. The place you know was packed. The enthusiasm was crazy. How you're not going to feel that same thing when they play in the But how, how – Listen, Cincinnati fans are going to pump out their chest and think they have a shot. Let them think they have a shot. Okay. I, I agree with Corey. I do think that Alabama in the second half will get rushing yards because they'll finally wear them down. Sure I, don't think, I don't think in the first half they're going to have a whole lot of rushing. I, this Alabama team struggles to run the ball. I think that Cincinnati is going to um, stack the box and, and, and try to stop the run and let them – and I don't know what they'll do coverage-wise to get it over – that corner, I mean, that freaking wide receiver that outruns everybody. But I think Fickle's going to – he's a good enough defensive coach to slow them down for a half. Now, for But a I'll whole, say this. The Cincinnati secondary, in particular, those two corners, they're pretty good. They're pretty salty. Yeah. So that's why I think the game plan will be a little different because they do have a secondary that's pretty good that had to defend people, that had to play four quarters sometimes to win games. So you're going to see a better, better back end, I think, and that's why I think Alabama's going to wear them down and run the ball. But that's my opinion. They got Cincinnati's got 26 days. That game is New Year's Eve. They got a lot of work to do. On the they better, go, they better side, go get some of those LSU and Auburn defensive linemen. 
for a guy that never coached in the sec man this guy just fucking he, i tell he, you look at the on, truth and look the truth at is real it hurts his brethren his old biggie's brothers he's just throwing them under the bus right oh, now. There's, there's some good players from up north that played in the sec i'm not look at look, look, fitzpatrick he played for alabama he's from uh, jersey city or from whatever he played for st peter's prep i mean come on but you got to be good to play you got to be salty to play down there all right. Uh, second, like I said, Orange Bowl, Michigan, and Georgia. We've talked a little bit about that. I think at least Fish and I feel like Michigan's got a really good chance. I don't know, do you feel like Michigan's got a good chance in this one too? Or, Well, other than the Alabama-Cincinnati game, which I'll watch with one eye, I'll watch two eyes with the Orange Bowl with Michigan and Georgia because I think this is Michigan's year. I love Georgia. Believe me, I think Georgia fits well against these guys. They don't make the corrections they need to make from this past game, and they'll be hurt feelings. They'll want to come out and prove that they're good. Where Michigan's running on a high, but Fish is right. Michigan has a good defense. Now, they're going to get have, have to get help from their offense, and they're going to get help from special teams. They're not going to have to win it, but they can't lose it on offense, and they can't lose it on special teams. Then I think Michigan will have a chance to the, beat Georgia. The, the, but the I think Georgia will come in with something to prove. Listen, the difference between the Michigan quarterbacks and Stetson Bennett is that I think Harbaugh can – manufacture enough with those guys and with what he has skill skill wise they got that corn kid that's super fast i mean michigan has some guys that can pull you know they they can stretch that field the tight end that caught the ball in the end zone they got skill guys i i think that michigan could beat freaking georgia now like because of that because of stetson bennett i if they play jt daniels i'll put I'll bet I'll bet that Georgia wins. If they bring out Stetson Bennett, I think it's a coin flip. I really do. So this so the title. So really, this Georgia's in a bad they're in a rough spot because boy, if they lose their if they lose to Michigan, you're talking about one of the biggest busts in a recent college football history. I mean, this is a team that really has to figure out ways to lose games. They figured out one this past Saturday. You have to figure it out again in 26 days. Hey, Corey, no correct reason. me if I'm wrong, but Michigan wasn't even ranked at the beginning of the season. Is that correct? No, they weren't. Oh, okay. I, okay, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. I, mean, they might not I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't they think they were. If they were, it was very low 20. They were not close to where they are now. Remember, they, they, remember they fired everybody on that yeah. staff. And basically, they took half his salary. I seriously doubt that Michigan team was ranked to start the year. Gotcha. Okay, I'd have to. I, I, I don't have. I mean, I don't have the tools to look it up. Yeah, that's, somebody's mentioned to me that they weren't ranked at the beginning of the year. That's why I'm like, wow, look at their number two in the playoffs right now, and they're they, they're twelve and one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the good thing is that's the that's the joy of being Michigan. You can go from unranked to being number two because. Still got that brand that that big M still uh still sells a lot of t-shirts. I'm gonna tell you that much. Even when that band cranks up that song and those people start cheering. That's why they are who they are. I, I mean, I was at I was at a I was at a little I was at a place uh a little downtown establishment yes last night. I mean, there are a lot of Michigan people that live in us. Uh -oh. listen, listen, hey, they travel. I went to the Michigan Alabama game when Tom Brady was actually the quarterback yeah, the in Michigan. Bowl, yeah. It was one of the best games I've ever been to. And I remember watching Brady thinking, how is this like, how did they start? You want to talk about starting the wrong quarterback? They started Drew Henson because he was the higher rated guy. And Brady was unreal in that game. They were down 14 nothing. He brought him back 14 all. They went down 28 14. He brought him back and they won in overtime. 
and beat Alabama. And Brady, like, I, I remember leaving the game telling my brother-in-law, who's a Michigan fan, I'm like, why didn't you guys play that guy all year? He's pretty good. Now, you never knew he'd be as good as he has been. But you could see some of his magic in that game. Hey, Brady can is still pretty this, good. Can, can you imagine Michigan and Georgia playing in the old Orange Bowl on December 31st? It would be unbelievable. Oh, now yeah. they got to go to the, with Joe Robbie whatever. It's yeah. kind of cool and nice. But if they were going to the old Orange Bowl, Oh, baby. I will say that I will say this, Demo. They did the Dolphins did make some difference with the fixing up. It is very loud in that stadium underneath underneath the uh, overhang. Like they was there last year. It's loud. Yeah. 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 Very, very nice thing. Um, all right. So as we've come to an end, as Fish has to go out there and coach the flag football. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? No, I think they got it right, even though I'm I'm kind of Cincinnati had to go in because those other teams lost. If one of those other teams won, then I think they would have went ahead of Cincinnati. No, Oklahoma, you go undefeated. Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma State basically lost it, not getting. They, it. they lost their chance. That that one play lost it, lost it because if they would have won, if they would got in the end zone there, I think they would have been in for Cincinnati. But right now, thirteen and zero, you deserve to be in. D- but D- I think hey, they got Co- it right, Corey. If when Demo was at Rutgers, they they beat. Louis- be Rutgers, no, wait, 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 wait a second. He was. That. He was at Rutgers, and they beat Louisville. If they had beaten freaking West Virginia at the end we of the year, went to the Orange Bowl. They, they would have. They would have. They would have played. They would have. They would have played for possibly a title. If they had no, told we Dima, would have played Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> they had told you guys, <laughs> listen, you we're sending, we're for, sending you for Virginia to, Tech at the time was very wait salty. Second, wait a second. If they said we're sending you to Shreveport, your ass would have been bitter as hell, man. Come on. Like, <laughs> Where did y'all end up going that year, bowl-wise, anyway? Uh, we went to, I like, Arizona. Texas Bowl. We played Kansas State at Texas Bowl. I think Ooh. that was the year. I, went, I, I, I went to the game. I went to, like, two bowls. Was that at Fort Worth? Where'd you no, no, it I, actually was the first year. It was inside of uh, the t- Houston, Texas yeah, Stadium. was kind of yeah, nice. We, okay. Yeah, we, we went to it. I think the convention was there, close to it. But I, I, remember, I remember going to that game, and I also went to um, when they went and played in Phoenix – and uh, they oh, had, yeah. I had seen those guys. I, but hey, it was it was fun, man. I gotta tell you, those were some fun times. Whether sure. DMO wants to admit it or not, it was a great time. Oh, it was fun, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, you know, real, real quickly to get to. The- it was also fun winning the national championship in nineteen ninety nine, going undefeated, beat Michael Vick in the Sugar Bowl. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, we've well, heard guys, we've heard stories. Don't worry about it, you guys. I'm gonna say we are coming <laughs> up on uh. We're coming up on the early signing period, which happens on the 15th. So, you know, we'll probably dig into a little bit of recruiting, maybe some big picture stuff uh, next week since we've run out of games to talk about. And um, we're also coming up on the uh, New Year's, uh, the the high school all-star games. And that'll give me a chance, uh, Fish, you know, I definitely want to talk about the uh, precursor to the Under Armour game, something you and I both had a great big hand in, which was the 2006 uh, MSL East meets West game. I have my program around here somewhere. So we're going to go through the roster and uh, just talk about that undertaking and that game and really what it turned out to be and maybe what it should have been, uh, you know, had it been able to stay under the control of the people that were employing you at the time. Uh, Corey, some of whom are no longer with question. us. If you were committed to USC and they just hired one of the best football coaches in the country, yeah. And he got three or four players to decommit and recommit to SC. If you were one of the players that committed to SC, why would you decommit from SC? I'm just curious. 
Well, they didn't have a coach. No, 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 no. You decommitted after they hired Lincoln Riley. So I'm just well, curious why did you, did you Did you decommit or did USC decommit you? Yeah. Oh, there they, you go. That's 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 Lincoln may have said, listen, man, you know what? Clay, Clay Helton got fired for a reason. I don't want some of these kids. Exactly. Not all decommitments are done by the prospect. No. Some are done by the school. Yeah. Very nicely. I, I yeah. think you might want to reopen your commitment. You're probably better off playing somewhere. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. When, it, when, when it's been like four days and the new head coach hasn't called you once and you keep calling him. And this, it says this number is no longer connected. I think the kid gets the point that before he, hits, before he hits the portal, he may want to freaking hit the portal. Exactly. Exactly. Might want to be one of the first guys. In the, you know, once that coaching number, it, it just rings. It goes to voicemail the first time and the second time. It yeah. says this number this number is not reachable by your area code. <laughs> I'll let you know that you know maybe your, maybe your commitment is no longer active. Yeah. I want to thank School X so much for everything they've done for me. I such a great, but I'm going to decommit and open my recruitment. Oh, okay. The yes, best hey. coach in the country got one of the best jobs in the country, one of the best schools in the country. You want to decommit? Okay. It may end up at Arizona, man. Hey, at least the campus life is fun. So <laughs> there you go. The visit was good. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, as always, the Fishcast is available on Twitter at the Fish Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on listen to us at uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, and the other eight hundred places we're distributed at, thanks to the uh, FNF Coaches Network. Uh, for Coach Demo, for Fish, this is Corey Long saying goodbye. Thank you for listening. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.